0: To it one more time today. I want to read this morning out of the book of Luke, chapter number two, and from and we're going to begin reading in verse number twenty-one uh, down through verses number thirty-five. Luke chapter two, verses twenty-one through thirty-five. I'd ask you if you would stand to your feet as we reverence the reading of God's word together this morning. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child. His name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us, thou thy servant, depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword. Shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Luke chapter 2, verses 21 through 35, if correctly read. From this text, especially thinking about verse number 28, how Simeon walked into the house of God, and the Bible says he took him up in his arms and he blessed God. I want to preach on this thought today lifting. Christ up. Father, this morning, as we gather in the house of God, we are gathered to worship your Son, Jesus Christ, who is the Savior, the Lord, and the Master, the Christ. Father, would you help us today that we might exalt, that we might magnify, that we might worship the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and His person. Father, would you help us then to preach the word that we might be encouraged, that we might receive instruction, that we might gain guidance of the Holy Spirit of God. Father, we lift up Jesus today. And for this we pray in Christ's name. And everyone says, Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated I'm reminded how that Jesus said in the book of John chapter 12 and verse number 32 and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. We know that the Lord Jesus Christ was born of a virgin and the Bible says in verse 21 that on the eighth day that the babe was circumcised and they gave him his name according to custom and according to the Word from heaven, his name would be called Jesus. And that was named that very name there in the house of the Lord. We know that according to verses 22, 23, and 24, that after 40 days the couple would come to the temple to present the baby unto the Lord. And they came in to make an offering for her purification. And Mary and Joseph, because of their extreme poverty, They cannot make the offering uh, that is commanded. They're to give a lamb, but they couldn't afford one. So provision says that they can offer two turtle doves. And they offered this. You see, finances was not a hindrance. They had absolutely nothing, but they were faithful to God anyway. While Mary and Joseph are at the temple with a baby Jesus, And they've come in to make this offering. The Bible says that a man named Simeon comes out and meets them. And I want to say a couple of things about Simeon as he's lifting up the Lord. Number one, I want you to see his expectation. The Bible says that Simeon, uh, he has been waiting. The Bible says he's an old man and he's a man that was just and devout. He's a man that has walked with God. His name means one who is heard. In other words, God has heard him. (coughs) Excuse me. He knows what it's like to have communion with the Lord every day of his life. When the Bible speaks of him being just, it speaks of his righteous conversion. He's a man who's been saved by the Lord Jesus Christ by placing faith in the Lord Though he's never laid eyes upon him yet. He is just before he ever met Jesus, physically speaking, he's met him by faith. And I would remind you that you are saved by faith. Amen. Thank God for it. I've never seen him physically, but by the eyes of faith, I have called upon him and I believe him. The Bible says he's devout, that means that he has regular consistency. In other words, in his life, he is living a life that is wholly dedicated unto the Lord. Though he's never met him, physically speaking, he is walking and following with God every step of the way. The Bible says in verse number 25, look at it with me, that he is waiting for the consolation of Israel. He believed that God would send the Messiah, that God would send the Christ. And Simeon is patiently waiting for God to send that one. Now, I thought about how Simeon was waiting for the first coming of Jesus. You and I are waiting for the second coming of Jesus. Simeon was just and devout in waiting patiently for the first coming of Jesus and so should we be just and devout, faithfully waiting for the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hey, and John Luke, I might say, is he coming? He is, amen. He's on his way, thank God for it. Now, he's got patient waiting and he has a promising witness to encourage him. Who is that witness? Verse 25, end of the verse. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. Here's a man that's led by the Holy Ghost, a man that is waiting by grace. God is giving him sustaining grace to patiently wait for the coming of the Messiah. Simeon was submissive and obedient to the Holy Spirit of God. He was influenced By the Holy Spirit. May I say the same Spirit that was working in Simeon's life is working in my life and is working in your life this very day. And He gives you sustaining grace as you wait upon the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit is mentioned again in verse 26 as He gives a sure guarantee to Simeon. He says... It has been revealed by the Holy Ghost that he would not see death until he had seen the Lord's Christ. He would not see death until he saw the promised one, the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Preacher Darren, we may die. Well, let me just take time out to say this to you. That if physical death comes to us, the Bible says that the Lord comes personally before death can lay His icy grip upon you, the Lord ushers you away from the body and brings you home to heaven before death ever gets hold of the body. I might say, we're going to see the Lord's Christ before death ever gets a hold of us. And if we're blessed enough to live unto the rapture which could happen this very year or this very day, honey, we're going to see Him Coming in the clouds of glory. Amen. There are many this holiday season, I feel preaching, stirring, that are celebrating his cradle, celebrating his birth. But I'm telling you, I celebrate his cross. Amen. Amen. His cross. That's how he shed his blood that I might be saved. And he arose again on the first day of the week. And one of these days, I'm going to celebrate his coming in the clouds of glory. Amen. Well, He has a sure guarantee while we have many, many promises throughout the Word of God. What about let not your hearts be troubled? You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there ye may be also, I say hallelujah, for the promise of God. Just like Simeon had received a promise, you and I have received a promise. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. He promised us He'd never leave us or forsake us. He said, watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. In our text, in verse 27, in a third verse, the Holy Spirit is mentioned again. Look at verse 27. He came by the Spirit, into the temple all these years he's been waiting to see the Lord's Christ every baby that was brought in by parents he would give a beaming glance to to look at the Lord would say that's not him but I'm telling you when Mary and Joseph walked in the Holy Ghost says is that's him amen that's him there he is oh Lord of God may I say today how did you enter into the house of the Lord could it be said that you are led of the Lord to get out of the bed, to get yourself ready, to say, I'm going to the house of God today to worship Jesus, to have fellowship and communion with Him. Were you led of the Spirit to park your car out here, getting here safely and walk in these doors, go to Sunday school or come in for the worship hour to sing in this choir, to hear these songs sung today. I'm telling you, He was led by the Spirit and so we ought to be led by the Spirit each and every day of our lives, the Bible says a step of the righteous man, they're ordered by the Lord. Amen. We ought to be have sufficient guidance. Amen. And get this. When Sib glory to God, when Simeon, I help, thank you, Lord. When Simeon, are y'all with me? When Simeon walked in the house of the Lord, he was looking for Jesus. When you got here today, who is you expecting to see? I was expecting to see the preacher. You'll be disappointed. I was expecting to see the choir. You'll be disappointed. I was expecting to see so and so. You'll be disappointed. If your goal is to see anyone less than Jesus, amen. Let's make much of Jesus. Amen. So number 1, there's an expectation. He's expecting to see the Lord when he came into God's house. Amen. Number two, I want us to think about the exaltation. Now, verse 28 says, uh, verse 27 says that, that he come in by the Spirit and the parents brought in Jesus after the custom of the law. And verse 28 says, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God. Now we've said he's under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. He's watching, he's looking, he's expecting to see the Messiah. Every day, day by day, Simeon is not getting any younger. Neither are we. Death is surely approaching. But on this day, he saw the Lord's Christ. May I say that he has a divine perception. Are, do you have a divine perception? Are you open-hearted enough to receive what the Holy Spirit instructs you and guides you to receive? Are you open to receive that? Here He is. The Holy Spirit has said, there He is. And in the heart of Simon, He didn't say, I don't know. I, I'm not so sure that's really God or not. I, I don't know. He was open Minded and open-hearted with divine perception as to what the Holy Ghost said. Amen. And immediately, when the Lord said, when the Holy Ghost said that's him, how his heart must have leaped with joy to say, That is the Messiah. And he walks very expectingly over the couple and reaches down and grabs that baby out of that mama's arms, and the Bible says he lifted him up. I want you to see not only his divine perception, but I want you to see his directed praise. The Bible says that he lifted him up, and I believe he lifted him up by the arms of faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. The Word of God has said for thousands of years, that the Messiah is coming. And here he is. He is holding the Christ. His eyes are beholden of him. His heart is receiving him. He has him in his... What a privilege to have Jesus in your hands and in your hearts and on your minds. What a privilege. Well, hallelujah today. There are many in that temple that day and many in the surrounding community that had no idea and had no concern about the Lord's Christ at all. Just imagine King Herod didn't care one thing about the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, he was threatened when he heard that there was a baby born that was king of the Jews. So Herod didn't care about the birth of Christ. I'm telling you, all the political leaders, all the religious leaders didn't care about the birth of Christ. When they came walking in the house of God, the priests didn't stop what they were doing and bow down on their knee. Nobody else there in the house of God even acknowledged that Jesus was in the house. Nobody. But Simeon recognized it at that point. Now what about that? The other attendees of the church, service that day had no clue. Sadly, that is the state of affairs in the world in which we live. If we're not careful, we'll go through the motions of a church service and never stop to spend any time on the fact that Jesus is here and that our hearts have received him. So I see, I want to watch Simeon's exaltation of Christ. Watch this old man as he walks in with a smile on his face and his heart full of faith and he lifts Jesus up. Everybody there could see what this older man was doing. He was exalting. He was lifting up the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only do I want you to watch Simeon's exaltation but I want you to witness Simeon's exclamation. Watch what happens here. Verse 28. He took him up in his arms, and the Bible says he blessed God. Woo! Now, I don't think he said, oh, bless God. He was praising the Lord. The Bible says in the Psalms, thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Here this old man is in the house of God and he has given visible praise to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May I say today, are you giving visible praise to God? I'm challenging you, put your hands up. Give visible praise to the Lord our God. He is our Savior. He is our Redeemer. And we're lifting Him up today, amen? Hallelujah, thank you. Visible praise. Everybody could see what he was doing. He wasn't ashamed. Second of all, he had vocal praise. The Bible says he lifted his voice and he blessed God. He probably said, Hallelujah, glory, this is the Lord's Christ. I believe he gave witness. I believe he testified as he praised the Lord. The Bible says, listen to this. Well, Preacher dear, and I don't much believe in shouting. Preacher dear, and I don't much believe in magnifying in the middle of the church house. I think it ought to be a reverent place and a somber place. Well, the psalmist said in Psalm 47, 1, Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Hey, give him praise, amen. Vocal praise. Amen. Can I get an amen? Amen. Lord, I got it. Some people won't even grunt. Amen. God's good. Hallelujah. Not only give him vocal praise, but then he gives him verbal praise. Verse 29, he blessed God and said, Lord, now let us, thy servant, depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen Thy salvation. The Bible says in Psalm 107 verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. He saved me. One, we're going to say this together. Jesus is my Savior. If He's not, keep your mouth shut. One, two, three. Jesus is my Savior. Let the redeemed of the Lord. Say so. Didn't that just feel good to say? I'm glad that I could stand up here today and say, thank God for saving my soul on July 13th, 1978. Uh, just a podunk sinner, and he saved my soul. Once you look again at verse 29? Simeon speaks about departing peace. He said, Lord, now let us, thy servant, depart in peace according to to thy word, to depart. The word is apalio, you, you. It is to release a prisoner and to make them free. It's to take a boat that's tied to the dock and untie it and let it set sail. It's to take someone who's a debtor and grant them forgiveness. It is to take an animal that has been working in the field with with the with bonds upon it and to loose it from the burden of the field and to let it have liberty and gain rest. Simeon is saying this, Lord, no matter death, I'm going to serve you. And no matter difficulty or despair, I am going to serve you. Lord, I have peace. I'm ready to go. If ask you a question, are you ready to go? Simeon just said, I'm ready to go. I've met Jesus and that's all I need. Woo! Amen. He gives us a defining proclamation. He says in verse 31, Which thou hast prepared before the face of all thy people a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. He is living salvation, and He is a lighting sensation. What do you mean, preacher dear? He's the light. He's the light in the darkness to light the Gentiles and Israel, which is the Jews. He gives peace in the midst of the storm. He gives comfort when we're lonely, bread when we're hungry, water when we're thirsty. He's the bridge over troubled waters. He's the friend. That sticketh closer than any brother. He'll never leave you. Never forsake you. When you're confused, he'll be your advisor and your counselor. When you're weak, he'll be strong. He is the mighty God. He is light that dispels the darkness. Thirdly, and I'll be done, I see his exhortation. In verse 33, Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold this child. Hallelujah to God. Behold this child. Oh, you ought to behold the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel. You see, Jesus is like a stone. If you believe in him, He's a stepping stone and will cause you to rise. If you don't believe him, he's a stumbling stone and you will surely fall in condemnation and in judgment. He is a stone and that's what Simeon is referring to. He is set for the rise and the fall of many. It's a stone's reaction. Also in verse 34, And for a sign which many, for a sign which shall be spoken against. You understand, for those who hate him, he brings out the worst in them. And for those who love him, he brings out the best in them. It is amazing how that when the name of Jesus is mentioned in a religious, political, socioeconomic world, that many are reviled by the name of Jesus. But man, it's, when I read that name, when I try to pronounce that, there's just something about his name that's different than any other name. Amen. It's a sign of rebellion. Verse 35, yea, he says to Mary, a sword. So it's a sorrowful realization. A sword shall pierce through thine own soul also. Mary, that baby that you hold with such exuberance, that baby that has been born of the virgin in 33 years, Mary, he's going to be crucified on an old cross for the salvation of the world. And when he is crucified, it will be like a sword has pierced your own soul also. As Jesus hung on the cross, he said to John, behold thy mother and he said to Mary behold thy son and from that day forward John took Mary home to be his adoptive mother there's a specific revelation look at this that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed When what you think about Jesus says everything about you did you know that? Again, Simeon said in verse 34, Behold, this child. Look down at verse 40. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. No one else was ever born of a virgin. No one else ever lived a sinless life. He never even had a bad thought. He calmed the storms. He healed the lepers. He caused the dumb to speak. He caused the deaf to hear. He caused the blind to see. He caused the lame to walk. He caused the dead to live again. He walked up Golgotha's hill, bloodied, bludgeoned, and bruised. He who knew no sin would be made sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God through him. He had the power to lay down his life and he was buried. The devil thought he had him. Death stood at the tomb waiting for his partner corruption to show up. Surely, between the devil, death, and corruption, they would go in that tomb and make sure to hold the body of Jesus in place and corrupt it. But they could not get through the stone. There was something inside that had sealed it by the power of God. And the devil, after day one and day two, began to get very nervous. He and death said, Well, if corruption won't show up, maybe me and death will be strong enough to hold Jesus down. But on the third day, up from the grave. Our Savior rose. Death could not hold him. The devil could not hold him. Corruption could not get to him. Jesus cannot be defeated. I'm here to lift him up. Above all, behold this child. Behold the man. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. I want to read a verse of Scripture. I want you to listen to this today. This is like me. Me lifting up my hands, these are like gates. The Bible says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Ain't nobody could have talked Simeon out of the reality of who Jesus was. He was sure, convinced, and confident. He would testify to you Hey, Simeon, is Jesus worth waiting on? Oh, yes. He is. (laughs) Imagine all the difficulties and the trials and the despair and the darkness of the community in which they lived, and how Simeon was faithful and resolute to serve God no matter what people thought about him. Hear me, our difficulties and our trials will one day pale in comparison to when we see Jesus. And I'll say to you, was it worth the wait? And you'll say, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. Years ago, the Prince of Wales visited India. There are a number of high society people there that wanted to see the prince and shake hands with him. So they put up this big barrier that separated the common poverty-stricken people from the high socialites of the day so that the outcasts could not get to the prince and the prince would have to spend all his time with the rich and the affluent. And the prince arrived. And he shook hands with those that were presented to him. And he looked over their heads to the crowd that was beyond. And he said, take those barriers down. They were taken down and everyone rich and poor could come and see the prince. And all are welcome. The next time the prince came that way, he wasn't greeted by the rich and the affluent. But ten thousands of people stood with signs and said, He is the prince of the outcasts. May I say that you and I have a greater prince than the prince of Wales. He is the prince of the outcasts. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And he is God our Savior. I thought about last of all, and I said this a minute ago. We're getting ready to enter into a time today where we're going to have communion. And I would challenge you this morning. If there's anything between you and the Lord, between you and a neighbor that would hinder you from fellowshipping and worshipping and communing with God, you ought to get on your face and say, Lord, I want to examine myself. Lord, I want to be in position to lift you up. I want to receive the blessings of God. I'm going to ask you if you would stand to your feet this morning. Maybe we might take a time to pray. Seth, if you'd come. Maybe there's somebody you want to come worship him. You want to lift him up with the arms of faith. Maybe you want to seek his face and pray. I'm asking you right now, would you come? Would you come? Would you come? Folks are moving round about. If you're watching at home, I challenge you. Take time to bow your head. and Say, oh God, I lift up the name of Jesus. There's just something about that name. Folks, still moving? Praise the Lord. Father, this morning, we bow upon bended knee with a reverent heart, God, to praise you and honor you. And Lord, as we bow in this place, help us, God, to be just and devout in our patient waiting for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Lord, Though you still yet to make that appearance, here you are where two or three are gathered. You said, there am I in the midst and you're with us today. And we praise you and we honor you and we lift up your name. Father, I pray, and we've already prayed this prayer, that there would be nothing between us and thee that would hinder us in our worship In in our communion with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God, there'd be nothing between us and our fellow man. God, I pray today you'd forgive us of our failure. You'd forgive us of our sin and our trespass. God, I pray today, God, that you'd forgive our iniquities committed against you and our fellow man. And God, today I worship in the shed blood of Jesus Christ that we might be forgiven And walk holy before you today. Thank you God for this time. And for this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.